Hi, welcome to another episode of Casual. Today we're talking about smart contracts and how they work. Yes, hello there. And as it goes for the beginning of the episode, it's announcement time. We're spicing up the format a little bit. Yep. Uh, we're going to make our episodes a bit shorter, so our information will be easier to digest with a bit shorter videos. Hopefully that will work for you. We'll try to produce more episodes because they will be shorter and we'll be releasing them more frequently to give you a better experience, which will be easier to track. Let's see if that works. Yeah. So as uh, promised, if, yeah, if, go if, ahead. if it works out really well, we can just do 30 second episodes and be done with it. So we're entering YouTube shorts, 59, con 59 second content. Hmm? And this video should already have been ended if that was the case. Okay, time for outro. Uh, let me click. Goodbye. <laughs> no, just joking. <laughs> okay, uh, let's go to the today's topic. Uh, otherwise, we're going to defile the whole purpose of having short episodes. Um, smart contracts. Smart contracts are basically similar to ordinary contracts, which usually lie in your drawer or a binder or somewhere. Um, the concept is pretty similar. It's a layout of terms and um, it's an agreement or a deal. So what makes the content smart is that the terms are established and executed as code running on a blockchain. So smart contracts expand, expand the basic idea behind uh, Bitcoin or any other crypto, sending and receiving money without a trusted intermediary like a bank or an attorney or, or something like that. So it makes it possible to securely automate and decentralize virtually any kind of deal or transaction no matter how complex it is. Yeah, exactly. And because they run on a blockchain network, like for example, Ethereum, let's use it because we love it a lot. They offer security, <laughs> reliability and borderless accessibility. So what smart contracts do is they enable developers, businesses or anyone interested in, in uh, taking a look at smart contracts to create various apps and tokens. So it covers everything from financial tools to games to logistics to logistics or any any kind of if-else statement where you want something to execute based on that. And once a smart contract is added to the blockchain, it can be reversed or changed, although there have been some exceptions in the change uh, in, in, the, in the past. So smart contract powered apps are usually called dApps or the full name decentralized apps, uh, we, which we also covered in one of our previous episodes. So check it out. <laughs> Okay, time for a history lesson. Did you ever heard of Nick Zabo? Or am I butchering that name totally? Uh, I, Zabo, I think it's it, Nick Zabo. Yeah, Zabo. He was a computer scientist with a passion for basically digital currencies. And he proposed the basics for technology in 1990. Fun fact for everybody, I was born in that year. And he Same gave here. an awesome... Same. Oh, yeah. didn't know that. I told you you were... <laughs> Older, oh, don't you dare! It's okay. Um, yeah, uh, he gave a great explanation or the comparison to what smart contracts could be even before they existed. Uh, and he compared the smart contract to a vending machine. A vending machine is basically selling a can of soda for a quarter, and if you put a dollar into the machine and select the soda the machine is hardwired to either produce your drink and some change or if your choice is sold out it prompts you to make another selection or even to get your dollar back and this is an example of a simple smart contract 
just like a soda machine, can automate a sale without a human intermediary. Smart contracts can automate virtually any kind of exchange. Yeah, and I think uh, Ethereum was one of the first um, blockchain technologies that uh, popular, popularized the smart contracts. And it, it now has many direct and indirect competitors such as Solana, Tron, Polkadot, uh, many others and uh, upcomings each if each have their own benefits and and downfalls uh, so to say so if we take a look at like some something like um a smart contract on, on on ethereum each one of those smart contracts is stored on the blockchain this is where the smart contract rules are completely transparent and can be inspected by anyone so it's like having open source public public stuff like which we also discussed in one of our previous episodes and each node, computer on the network, uh, has a copy of this smart contract and the current state it is on. Um, when a smart contract receives funds from a user, its code is executed by all nodes in, it, in the network in order to reach a consensus about the outcome of the, result, the, the resulting flow. This is also what allows smart contracts to securely run without any central authority, uh, even the users making complex financial transactions with unknown entities. So that, that's that's like a general benefit of the blockchain with an upgraded smart smart contract functionality. And to execute a smart contract on the Ethereum network, you will generally have to pay a fee called the gas. Uh, it's it's named so because um, I'm not sure. I think that's because the transaction is driving a certain path and it's it's charging you for gas just like you you would in your car. <laughs> yeah and and gas fee is an amount that you actually pay for a transaction and it can range from a couple of cents to a couple of hundred dollars it really depends uh, i read somewhere that the average ethereum gas fee was i think in in january around 158 us dollars does that sound right yeah that sounds about right yeah, of course, you can get lower gas fees, you can get higher gas fees. It really depends on how uh, how much traffic is there on the network. And if you want to learn more about this, I think that in first or second episode, we also talked about how blockchain works and we mentioned gas fees there. Yeah, awesome. Uh, they can also be be burned on, on specific networks. So it, it's, um, it's really just depending on what kind of blockchain they're running on. And there are, of course, uh, a couple of alternative networks that provide lower gas fees due to their, due to their optimizations, um, albeit they don't uh, boast the same amount of traffic that Ethereum does, meaning their gas fees could go up, go up higher if they gain popularity. Uh, this is not necessary for all networks, as uh, some of them have already implemented the improvements that Ethereum is, has been planning for the past few years with Ethereum 2.0. Yeah, okay. I think this is it. It took us, what, five, six minutes, something like that, and we got through. We know what smart contracts are, and we covered gas fees. People, if you like this content, make sure you, su you subscribe, you ring the bell, you like the video, and uh, leave a comment below, tag us on Twitter on casualbits at casualbits or leave us an email at hi at casual.is and that's it. Let's drop a teaser for the next episode, shall we? Three okay. letters. No, four. Four letters. NSA. Where? <laughs> <laughs> I have my shields up. It's okay. <laughs> uh, no. 
four letters for real nfts all right looking forward to that one bye